Blog Talk Radio. Interruption Radio. I'm your host, AJ Black, joined as always by Eric Hostis. We're here to talk BC football as we always do. Uh, this week we have a lot to talk about as it's a big week for BC after a big win uh, against Miami. Uh, currently, they were ranked number 25 in the coaches' poll. Miami Hurricanes on Red Bandana Night last Friday, 27 to 14. So for today, we're going to break down that game, talk about, you know, what went right for the Eagles, and a lot did go right for them. And we're going to look ahead to a big matchup against a struggling Virginia Tech team on Saturday. Eric, let's start off by talking a little bit about Friday's game. What really stood out for you about the way the Eagles played? Um, the biggest thing that stuck out about how they played was uh, just how much the BC offense did whatever they wanted in that game. You know, I thought that was going to be a pivotal, pivotal matchup. Miami has a really good defense, maybe even a great defense. Um, and I, I, to be honest, going to the game, I wasn't sure, um, you know, BC could put up more than 24 points or so against Miami. I mean, I didn't think BC would have to score more than that to win because Miami's offense is so putrid as we saw but still you know I thought BC was going to uh, end up winning uh, the game you know 24-21 24-17 something like that and instead it was just an offensive explosion and they pretty much did whatever they wanted to against Miami so that um, was a big one for me and number two um, you know it's uh, kind of hidden in there but how about at the end of the first half with Steve Adazio using his timeout so that he could get the ball back to try and score before the half? I mean, that was uh, that was an earth-shattering moment for me. Uh, it's something that's driven me crazy about him uh, pretty much his entire time at BC. And, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've seen him do it a couple this year against much lesser opponents. So, you know, the risk factor is not high at all when he does something like that. But uh, this was the first time I saw him in a game where BC was the underdog to be aggressive and try and stop the clock and get his offense back on the field. So I was like, oh, my God, maybe Adazio is kind of uh, uh, evolving before our eyes here. But those are my two big things. How about you? What did you take away from the game? So I agree with you a lot about the offense. I mean, um, the big thing that I noticed was going into that game, you mentioned the defense, but specifically all the talk going into that game was Miami's front seven. They, ha- I mean, they've got a couple of future NFLers up there. And BC's offensive line just dominated them. I don't think I heard anything about any of those guys. You know, Quarterman, Shaq Quarterman, the guys up front, you didn't hear any of their names mentioned at all for making any big plays. And so I got to give a big props to that offensive line uh, for BC because they really did a nice job against a really strong defensive front. Um, so I, I think that would be one of my big ones uh, I would look at. The other uh, group I want to give credit to 
Uh, and, and, you know, I don't know how much of it was the fact that Miami's offense was completely crap. Um, but the defense, again, I think that's – I think if I remember correctly, that's three straight games where BC hasn't let up a point in the second half. Um, I know they did it against NC State. I'm pretty sure they did it against Louisville. And now against uh, Miami, they didn't let up a point in the second half. Um, so, you know, they're not – you know, they're not going to be a Don Brown defense of, of going out there and shutting teams down and making life hell, but they're playing better. You know, you're seeing guys out there um, that are growing before your eyes. I mean, I listed when I did my three stars post on BC Interruption, I had Brandon Sebastian on there. Not because he was the most talented or made the biggest play in that game, but I definitely thought I saw the biggest amount of growth in him in that game. You know, he looked, he was going against, against some pretty, you know, speedy wideouts and he had that one cast inter- inter- interference call that was bad, but, you know, lots of defensive backs do. I thought he had a really good game. So he was one guy that I thought stood out. Um, Mike Palmer also, I thought, started to really start to show a little bit too. Um, so you saw on the defense a lot of improvement. Um, I think that's big. You know, you're going to get some teams coming up. Uh, with Obviously, you got Virginia Tech coming up, and they've got a decent offense. And Clemson, obviously, in two weeks. I'd like to see the defense playing a little better. Eric, what, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking a lot about the defense. What, what were your thoughts on them? I thought, I thought they played a really good game, um, you know, and some of their, their big guns kind of made plays when they have to. Um, you know, long term, I am, I am worried against a team like Clemson down the road uh, because I'm still I'm still seeing the linebackers stru- struggle at times, which is nothing new. We've seen it since the start of the season. Um, so I I wonder when uh, that's finally going to catch up with them. But man, they they are so good on the D line and and really the secondary has taken that unit has taken their game to a new level the last few weeks. Um, they, they're above average in the front four and the back four, so. You know, maybe it'll be enough to hide some of the the depth concerns at linebacker. And uh, I mean, really, when you watch the games too, I mean, BC is in a, a nickel package most of the game. So I, I mean, you talk about the linebackers. There's usually only two of them out there at a time. Um, if you watch closely what they're doing, so um, maybe it's something I'm overblowing actually. But yeah, they're getting uh, they're getting big plays from kind of the two units, the D line and the secondary that you, you thought at the beginning of the year were, were the two strong points of the team, and they're really coming through lately, making a ton of big plays. Yeah, and so you're seeing the big plays in the back end. You're seeing, you know, Cheever's had another interception. He leads the country in interceptions. I mean, that's pretty crazy. That's the second year in a row that BC's going to have, you know, a quarterback that's going to be top five probably in, or leading the country in, in takeaways on interceptions. That's huge. And, you know, for a little guy, I mean, I, I, I remember when Cheevers committed to BC, he was this kid out of Florida. Um, you looked up his recruiting, you know, his specs on like the recruiting uh, sites, and he was like 5'8", and every site had him at 140 pounds. And I was like, holy crap. What? <laughs> what? This kid is tiny. And now yeah. he's out there making big plays. He, I know he's, up, he's probably up to like 185 now, which is obviously a lot bigger than he was, but in, you know, you see a kid, a kid like that come up. You see a local kid on in Sebastian and Tajamir Torres making big plays. I think the biggest question, I don't know if you heard anything, did Lucas Dennis play? I didn't see him out there. Is he hurt? Have you heard anything? 
No, that's a that's a great great question. Um, we'll have to look into that. Yeah, so that'll be something we'll have to keep an eye on. So, you know, listeners, if you're on VC Interruption, um, definitely check that out. We'll try to, I'll try to get an update as soon as I hear anything. Uh, so, you know, that game, I think it was a big one. And I see some people complaining that VC fans rushed the field and that, you know, Miami wasn't ranked. So who gives a crap? Why are you doing that? I don't know. I, I'm all about fun. And, you know, as a BC football fan, I've written about this school for 10 years now. I know, Eric, you're probably around that, about that too, right? Yeah. And we've dealt with Frank Spaziani, some really crappy, mediocre teams with Daz. You know, I don't know about you, but, like, you know, it is kind of corny when kids rush the field against that. But who the hell cares? Just let the kids have fun. Students have these, – these kids don't have – the opportunity to see success yet and hopefully this will be like the building block and you know in the future they won't have to do that but I I, I, I see these people bitching and moaning about BC fans storming the field where are you standing at that? Who's, who's moaning about it is it, is it uh, other BC fans? Our, you go to our site there's a couple in our, uh. Uh, our comment section I've seen it on Twitter the, the, you know the old man yelling at the clouds it's them. I gotcha <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, ideally you'd like to reserve the uh, storm the field for a win over Clemson or something. But, um, hey, it's, you know, on the other side it was uh, red, uh, the bandana game. And, um, you know, so if that's that's what the kids want to do with national televised game, you know, go yeah. for it. Uh, I don't have a huge problem with it. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's the Miami game. We're trying to put that in the review. We had a week to really enjoy that. You know, A.J. Dillon came back. He had another big game. Um, he's ready. He's, I don't know, he didn't look like he was definitely not 100%, but A.J. Dillon at 75% is still a game changer. Um, and I, you also had that moment where a guy rolled over his ankle, and I think everyone in BC, uh, in the B.C. nation was held their breath Uh hoping that, that nothing happened to that, but he got right back up, so that was good. Uh, but we're on to a Virginia Tech this week. Now, Virginia Tech is a funny story. They're a team that they've had an up-and-down year. Um, most recently, and you can talk more about this, they got their doors blown in by a bad Georgia Tech team, uh, bad as in a lot of the fans on that side want Paul Johnson gone. And he goes out and they run for 495 yards on on. Virginia Tech and complete or attempted one pass the entire game. Now I know the triple option different, uh, but Virginia Tech is a team direly in need of a win, especially to stay in for the coastal, uh, stay in that coastal conference uh, championship picture. Eric, what are you thinking about this game? How does BC match up with Virginia Tech? Are you worried about anything in particular? Talk a little bit about how this these two teams match up against each other. Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, when the average person here is BC going to Virginia Tech for a road game, um, they, they think automatically kind of like muscle memory, like, oh, that's going to be a tough game. But I mean, this, this Virginia Tech team, um, this is probably as average a VTech team as we've seen in a while. Um, you, you go through their, you go through their schedule um, they, they beat a crappy North Carolina team by three. Um, they 
beat William and Mary. They beat FSU, who stinks. They did have a nice road win at Duke. Um, th- then you look at their their losses. You know, you mentioned the Georgia Tech game, which that that, that was uh, that was a, as embarrassing of a loss as you'll see. Georgia Tech attempted one pass, um, an incomplete pass in that game. So no passing yards for Georgia Tech. Still hung 49 points on uh, Virginia Tech that day. Notre Dame, obviously having a great season, but they came into VTech and rolled them. Um, and, of course, the old Dominion loss was well publicized earlier in the year. I, I mean, the thing I, I think the thing is, um, you know, Lane Stadium for the great atmosphere with Enter Sandman and stuff when they come out of the tunnel, which is a great experience. Beyond that, that, that lore of Virginia Tech and Lane Stadium being a tough place to play, it, it just isn't right now. I mean, you can go through Virginia Tech's schedule this year and the past couple of years, and they routinely lose big games at home. Like, it, it's, it's more of a myth than fact. So um, if, if you kind of get that out of your head and then just look at these two teams, I mean, BC is the better team. They have more talent than Virginia Tech. They're having a better season than Virginia Tech. They really – ought to win this game it's going to be a disappointment i really don't want to if bc lose i don't want to hear like how tough an environment lane stadium is i mean now it's time to put your big boy pants on if if you want to be a contender in the acc you got to go to virginia tech and beat them in a year where they're down and they're an average team it's it's not acceptable so um i personally i'm gonna jump in with a little bit of what a little bit more to why they should beat them you know, their, their defense, for, you talked a little bit about Virginia Tech, their entire front line, they're all freshmen and sophomores. It's a young group. And, you know, last year, BC, if you remember correctly, for some, all the BC fans out there, Virginia Tech was the, it's going to come together and it's going to be a beautiful game. That was the game that Friday night at, at uh, Alumni Stadium. If yeah. you remember watching that game, BC played like shit through that whole game and still stuck around with that team. If they were like they were there. They, I mean, BC was never going to win it, but I mean, if they really wanted to turn it on, they could have. Um, and, and any team that could have turned it on could have won that game because Virginia Tech really wasn't playing all that well. Uh, but Virginia Tech also doesn't have their quarterback again. He broke his leg. Uh, was it Josh Jackson? I think his name is. Uh, yeah, he's Jackson. out. He's gone. Um, and you, you got a, a young defense. And you know what? I think the thing about Lane Stadium, you brought up the Enter Sandman stuff and all that. I, I, for me, watching the Virginia Tech games, I feel like they're like a night game team. Like that stadium has got much more of a mystique when the games are at night. Like that stadium can really rock when they have a primetime game there. But I feel like when it's like a middle of the day game, Lane Stadium just feels like any other stadium when I watch it on TV. I haven't been to the stadium during the day. No, that's a great, that's a great take. It, it really, it really is. After that entrance, the stadium for an afternoon game is flat. I mean, it's it just is. That's the fact. And I mean, they do rock at night, but but like we just talked about, they just got their asses handed to them in a Thursday night game last week by Georgia Tech and in a primetime game a couple of weeks before against Notre Dame. So even at night when it is rocking, you know, if you don't have a good team, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how great your entrance is. So yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a great point by you. This is going to be a three forty five start. A, uh, isn't this, isn't this one of those, uh, Raycom games? Yep. It's going to be on yeah, 38. If yeah. you're in the Boston area. 
Yeah, plenty of Bojangles commercials coming our way this weekend. And, uh, yeah, the stadium the stadium's probably going to be dead, to be quite honest with you, after getting their asses kicked by Georgia Tech and then, you know, a ranked BC team. But let's be honest, the, the Southern schools, they see BC coming. Nobody really gets excited about that. So. Yeah, and, you know, the last time, I think a lot of people are probably nervous because last time BC got ranked, they went to North Carolina and got their – they got beat pretty bad for that first half. It took them a whole half to get their act together. Um, yeah, I, I, I get people worried about that, but, you know, we've talked about it. You've mentioned it a couple times. Adazio does well against teams that he's favored against, right? Yep. And this is a game that they're favored in. They're favored in. So this is not a game where I imagine he's going to be playing with, you know, uh, like, you know, his – his backside tightened and, you know, worried about everything. I think he'll feel a little bit more confident playing against this team. And I think, you know, looking at the, the matchups, if BC goes out there and runs the ball, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape because I don't know if Virginia Tech can stop A.J. Dillon. And, you know, they're going to obviously want to continue to mix the plays like they did against Miami. But if they go in there and pound it, you know, and start and lead, I would be okay if, they have a couple touchdown leads if they just run the clock down like they have been, you know, just get themselves ready for Clemson. I just want to see them win. I don't give a shit if they run the score up. It doesn't matter at this point. Eric, do you, I mean, what do you want to see out of the offense this week for, for BC? I mean, in a per, in a perfect world, they, they get out to a 21, 24, seven lead. And, you know, at that point, um, let let Ben Glines run the ball a little, run down the clock. They don't they don't need the, they don't need style points Saturday in a off the radar game against Virginia Tech. Just get in there and get a W, um, and be healthy for the Clemson game the following week. That that has to that has to be the goal. I think this is probably uh, probably the, the least of all the games down the stretch. It's the one where I think they probably. Um, need the least amount of style points. Just get in there and get a W and, and, and go home. That's 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 an ideal world, what, what I hope happens. Yeah, you know, I, I think exactly. You just got to get in there and win. Get every guy's out. Get your, you got to get A.J. Dillon, Anthony Brown, and, and Zach Allen and some of those big names out of, out of that game and healthy so they're ready for Clemson the next week. So I agree with you. I hope that they can really, like, get you know, take a two, two or three-score lead and then let David Bailey or, or Ben Glines just kind of pound the rock and drain the clock. I had no problem. I, I saw people complaining. I've, some of our fans, man, they just complain about everything. I guess it's all sports, but, like, BC had an eight – you know, they had a good-sized lead with eight minutes left, and they're still complaining that Adazio was running the ball. It's like, what the hell else do you want him to do? Throw it? Um, but, again, if BC gets to that point again, I, I, I'm totally fine if they just – they run the clock and you let that physical front, front line – you know, take control of the game. So, Eric, if we move ahead a little bit, I hate looking ahead because I've been let, you know, we get let down all the time, and this is not the team to let that happen with. Um, what happens if Virginia Tech beats, uh, BC beats Virginia Tech? Excuse me, if the BC wins. You think we're going to have game day at uh, BC on a week after? Uh, I would bet on it for sure. Um, it's, you know, Game day is definitely shown. They like to mix it up and not go to the same old place um, 
all the time. When was the last time they came to BC? Was that for the Herzlick stuff uh, yeah, some years back? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's been a long time. Um, it's 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 a no-brainer if you ask me. And that that's you know taking my BC sunglasses off. Like you look at the games that weekend and. You try and mix in importance of games and locations and locales they don't usually go to. And it's been eight years. Yeah, I think uh, I think BC takes care of business. They're they're a lock for uh, game day. That's awesome. It, that'll be a lot of fun. I know I have my infinite home, but uh, oh, I gotta go to a wedding that week. Shit, I was gonna say I was gonna oh. go. <laughs> I have a wedding up in Maine. I have to go to, uh, but I was gonna try to go, but. Yeah, you know, and I think with the Red Sox, I know some people are going to groan because it's not the same as BC. I could totally see them trying to get, like, a Mookie Betts or, you know, Chris Sale or someone to be the guest picker, try to get, a you know, one of the world champions if there's someone floating around uh, if they win, you know, to get, to get that in. So, you know, that's obviously looking ahead, and Adazio, this is Steve Adazio, and this is Boston College, and we're used to let down, so. You don't want to yeah. get too excited about that yet. We want to take care of Saturday first. Yes, that's the important thing. <laughs> All right. So I think uh, you have anything else you want to chat about? No, I think we, we covered it. I mean, it's a, it's a big game, but it's, it's definitely one they should win, and I really hope this time next week we're talking about game, game day coming to Chestnut Hill. Yeah, and I think it's important, you know, because – Around this time, it's uh, a lot of a lot of BC students and fans are getting ready for hockey season, and it's not often that you have the football team in a much better position than the hockey team at this point. Yeah, exactly. Oh, geez, that's uh, I hadn't even thought of that, but that's a great point. I think our uh, our hockey writers are in mourning right now as their hockey team <laughs> plays like crap. But well, they uh, better get over it because there's some big football games coming up. Yep. So. You know, it's a 3.30 game on Saturday at Blacksburg. Uh, check that out on your um, Raycom station. So around here, it's Channel 38. I don't know what, you know, just check your local listings to see if you can find it. Definitely check that out. Um, tomorrow is Friday, so I'll have my final thoughts and um, predictions. So you can check out wh- what all of the writers pick um, for that game, uh, along with, you know, our usual pl- uh, points for the game and my rap song that usually drives half of my readership crazy and uh, a drink for the game. Um, And, you know, we'll have analysis after the game, of course. So again, I want to apologize. My life has been really hectic with the baby recently. So it's been really tough for me and Eric to coordinate for a time for the podcast. I'm actually in the car again today, recording this as I'm driving home. Um, But hopefully again, next week we'll be talking. We'll definitely um, talk more uh, about, you know, the results of the game and hopefully if college game day is coming on Saturday. So check that out on BC interruption. So, you know, final plugs, you can check me out on Twitter at, at BC hysteria. You can check Eric out on Twitter at EJ Hofsis. You can check out our main Twitter page, BC interruption on Facebook, on Instagram at BC interruption. And uh, you can check out Eric's uh, barbecue company, uh, Hoffa BBQ on Instagram and uh i think that's it so you know signing off this is aj black as always go eagles <laughs>